babies. Toxic. I don't need this tox- toxic environment that you guys bring me into. Come on, Bill. We can drop. We can talk about spill some tea, and we can talk about it. Yeah, man. You want to spill what's some tea? Spill, what's a spill some Come tea? Come on, Bill. Let's just spill some tea and talk about it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Bill. You know how to spill tea. Go on. Come oh, on, Bill. I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's all right, man. How are you, boys? Good. You? Great. Great. Great, 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 great. Where's your Brewers hat? Fuck you, Ray. <laughs> my Brewers hey, hat makes my face look fat. Is it racist to lose seven to one in uh, Willie o- O'Ree? Uh, hey, man, I thought. Every retirement night? I don't know why you guys got on me for that. <laughs> that was his opening take. People. <laughs> I hate to ask the question, but. <laughs> they got distracted. They got distracted. Yeah. What a performance, though. Thank God Tuga's back. Yeah, Whew. thank God. It was a great performance. What do you think Jeremy Swayman's doing down there in Providence watching that? Oh, like you know he was laughing at that. <laughs> that too. Have you ever Please seen laugh. the movie? Have you ever seen the movie Goon? No. Because you know why? I'm an adult. I don't watch kids' movies, Bill. It's not a kid movie, you fuck. It's a stifler from the American Pie, and he he's a guy that joins a hockey, like a minor league hockey team just to fight people ah, and then yeah keep spilling tea bill <laughs> fucking all over his guy's face <laughs> i don't understand this shit you're saying to me welcome to the Simple mind sports show friday rewind edition january 21st welcome to the show are we supposed to give opening takes? Let's do some opening takes, boys. Uh, Ray, why don't you kick us off? Why don't you spill some tea on these opening takes, baby? Uh, it's a sad day because after uh, Monday – no, what's today? Wednesday. After Tuesday's performance, I know that the butthole tattoo will never come to fruition because Tuka Rask sucks. Letting up five goals in the first period, he looked like his Stanley Cup form, game seven against St. Louis, because he was letting goals in left and right. This guy, I don't know what they're thinking of. Jeremy Swayman must be fucking pissed knowing that he got sent down for this boob. Yeah, you're you're hurting Jeremy Swayman by sending him back down to Providence. You're bringing back, why? Because you can say Tuca. It's, it's cool to say Tuca Rask. No. Fuck this guy. Let him go retire while his wife cheats on him with the pool boy and bring back Swayman because mm. this experiment is not working. Bad, bad tea, Ray. Bad tea right there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had to spill some tea while giving my opening take, Just but it was bad tea. Phil. Ray, uh, Bill, why don't you uh, spill some tea on the listeners? Go ahead. I just want to wish a happy anniversary to um, something very, very special, dear to my heart. Uh, the tuck rule game. <laughs> and the last, the last time a game was played in Foxborough Stadium, probably the most controversial call in NFL history, and it launched the first Tom Brady dynasty, but it was 28th, 20th anniversary today as we record this on Wednesday. 28th? 20th. As oh, I thought you said 28th. Today on Wednesday, I just want to wish a nice happy anniversary to the game that started it all, baby. Oh, we're well said, old. Bill. Ray is really fucking jumping down our throats. We're old. Twenty years ago, that happened. Rich, did you see how like smooth it was? Have grown men conversations, listen yeah. to the shows back, and then yeah, just... I mean, you're slurring your words a little bit, but what's new? Other than that, it's <laughs> just spilling tea, baby. I'll start. I'll go with mine. Uh, jo- Brad Stevens makes his first trade at his first trade deadline, uh, bringing in two players that uh, can't play. 
Uh, he gets rid of Herman Gomez, who also wasn't playing. So a little bit of a swap there. Uh, f- cleared up about $4 million in the salary cap for the Celtics. Uh, a lot of people are saying $4 million closer to the luxury tax line if Brad Stevens does nothing but make moves to get the Celtics team under the luxury tax. I will be pissed if he follows us up with some moves to bring some talent to this team to improve the roster, then kudos to him. Uh, but right now, this trade is a status quo. No problem. No problem with it. Bol Bol is an intriguing prospect at seven feet tall. Um, that out of AIDS. I don't think it was AIDS. Allegedly. Was who you're talking about, but it was a disease. And he hey, died. he's spilling the tea. Leave him alone. I'm sorry. Sorry, Bill. Never uh, interrupt. Manu Bol, by the way, donated literally all of his NBA money to except for his organs. Allegedly. Manu Bol, by the way, I'm just going to cut that. Manu Bol, by the way, donated <laughs> all of his NBA salary to uh, to his home. research. A lot of it went into that is home continent of Africa. Let me go ahead and start the show. This is the Simmite Sports Show, uh, Friday Rewind Edition, uh, January 21st. Welcome to the show. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, please not even rate, one laugh out of you. Come on, rate, subscribe, review. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, do the same. Uh, slap that subscribe button and uh, drop a comment below. Uh, let know, uh, let Bill know how bad he's spelling tea right now, and uh, and and tell us how good we look. Lisa, some- if you guys are looking to spill some tea, head on down to White Birch Brewing. They love it. Uh, they're the best craft brewing in New Hampshire, Nashua, New Hampshire. Ray, address please. Uh, 460 Amherst Street. Good side of Amherst Street. Head on down to the brewery. Get yourself a flight. Get yourself a pint. Their beers are on fire right now. Uh, if you can't get down to the brewery, then get at your local beer store. Wherever you get it, tell me Simple Minds, boys. Sent you. Uh, all right, boys. Uh, our Patriots post-mortem show is coming out on Sunday. Uh, there's there's no more football. So The 23rd. Wanna, the 23rd is Sunday, correct? Ray, good job. Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to us uh, recap the Patriots season, get some laughs, some angry uh, text messages at a Bill the Queen on Saturday night, some angry drunk text messages really went off the handle. And then you're going to want to listen on Sunday morning to uh, to that show. Uh, but we'll touch on the Patriots here a little bit. 47 to 17, you get fucking blown out. Um, uh, Rich, Saturday before night. you go, great if decision. To really, hold on. No, 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 no. This is not an age joke, but good, good idea to release our uh, Patriot underdog stories before this beat down. Good. Yeah. good Sometimes I reminded you, I felt like Ray, I, I felt like Ray, we were making fun of Ray for doing it. And I just like, oh man, I feel yeah, weird. I really, oh, did do you get do now? I really did not want to do that Saturday morning. And then I did think if they get blown out today, there's a good chance it's going to happen. This will not go over well on Sunday. So thanks for reminding me, Bill. Ray, you're welcome. It's been annoying every time you've done it. Uh, the Bills scored. Here's some statistics for you from that game. On Sunday show, we didn't go over that Bills game too much specifically, more about the Patriots as a team moving forward. So let's do the, the game a little bit The because it's just – it's good. The Bills scored seven touchdowns on all seven of their possession, possessions, and excluding kneel downs. No field goals, just fucking touchdowns. Uh, they, the Bills, 
now have had 20 consecutive possessions against the Patriots without a punt. Or a turnover, something like that too, right? No, they haven't turned the ball over either, yeah. That's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. On third down, the Bills were 6 of 7, with the only failure coming on the kneel down in the last play of the game. Uh, here's this is out of the athletics. Let me know. since stats on third down conversions began getting logged in 1991, it's the first time in playoff history that a team has converted at least 77% on third down. Way to go, Patriots defense. Josh Allen's 157.6 passer rating was the second highest in playoff history among quarterbacks with at least 20 attempts. Allen had more, Allen had more touchdowns, five of them, than incomplete passes for them those are brady stats kids those are stats that we are used to uh expounding upon the bills not getting <sighs> he, was, he was great lap. for my uh playoff fantasy team this week too thank you very much no one cares bill no one cares bill uh the defense completely deteriorated the last five weeks of the season um in november this is where they came from in november the patriots defense had a stretch of 19 consecutive possessions that where they did not allow a point. They also went 26 possessions where the defense generated more points than the opposition, 13 to seven. In the final five weeks, they were the last team in the league in DVOA advanced analytics, 32nd in the league to be uh, exact. Your, your thoughts, your rehash thoughts on the uh, Patriots defense down the stretch and in that game against Buffalo. Actually, give me your thoughts on that fucking Buffalo defense game. What were they doing? They blitzed three times. They had three men and four men. The, what, what we said on Friday was, show me a blitz. Bring pressure for Josh Allen. We know you can't cover their fucking wide receivers anyway. Get some fucking pressure on this guy and make him make throws you know, that are uncomfortable. Instead, they sat back in the softest zone I've ever 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 seen in my life you had to i mean they were trying to not let it i think they were probably would have got pretty more aggressive but what was that that first drive Allen ran for what 27 yards right and in that i think their defense just completely changed which is weird why they were sitting back when you were down jalen mills say what you want about him right but he's been solid he's been pretty solid pretty much since midway part of the year and you saw the hole when you had to play joe javon williams and miles bryan out there a cornerback and especially Uh, thank you bill Hold on, Bill, and I'm thank you for interrupting him, Ray. So I didn't have to, but let me just say this: uh, I know that uh, your 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 personnel kind of dictates that. Yeah, you you have to play this type of defense, but when you get down 21 to nothing within 10 minutes, maybe you got to shake it up because you're getting beat anyway. Maybe if you're getting beat in a soft zone over the top fucking anyway, then take a shot at something else because they didn't even adjust. They didn't even do. They didn't even change. And there's reports out of Patriots camp that. Uh, you know, guys on the sidelines and some, you know, some personnel people saw quit. They just, you know, saw guys quit. Greg Bedard specifically pointed out JC Jackson looked like he did not want to be there in that game. Right. What, like, is this a coaching failure? Is just this just, why didn't they change? I, it, it continues to baffle me. The last two games in the Bills, you just played this soft zone without any adjustments whatsoever. Well, we all say that Bill Belichick's the best coach, greatest mind of uh, our era. What happened? Usually he adjusts during halftime, even a quarter change. He adjusts to what's going on on the field, and he did not do anything. It was just like, all right, they're just going to keep scoring. Uh, Devin Singletary, never a factor. Our run defense has been legit all year long. Devin Singletary looked like a Pro Bowl running back. 
You couldn't stop him. The whole momentum was shifted. The Bills were playing like this was their playoff game. The Patriots were acting like, ah, you know what? If we lose, it's the last game of the season. Who cares? That's how it looked like. They just didn't, they had no pep in their step. They were just going out, they're going through the motions. I said that in the Texas change. Bill, you probably don't remember that because you were half of the bag, but I just felt it was two totally different teams. They were playing like, hey, this is the team that's dominated us for 20 years. Let's fucking show them who's the new kid in town. Josh Allen, five touchdowns. Patriots defense, you look like shit. And then they did nothing to adjust it. Yeah, there was just no no pushback, no sense of urgency, nothing. It's the team we've seen for five weeks, minus that Jacksonville game where the Jags basically laid down and died with COVID. Um, Bill, any any final thoughts? I The defense has not been great against the rush all season, but they haven't been as bad to see Not Devin bad. Singletary run all over them. No. Um, and I understand what you're saying, Bill. The personnel didn't allow them to play the way the page, that Bill wants to, to play. But when you get down 28 to nothing at half, yeah, you got to kind of clearly it it's not work. You're getting beat over the top in a deep zone. Like clearly it's not working. Start fouling these guys, start holding them, start doing something to shake the, shake up the game. And there was just no resistance whatsoever no not at all and i mean it looked like in the game plan too they were trying to keep josh allen in the pocket but at the same time they were it looked like that old peyton manning ball game let him run the game let him run down their throat that's why you saw a lot of big Devin singletary runs i think that was part of the game plan but you got to scrap that you got to be more aggressive when you're down 28 to nothing you know that it's that's it well, at least that the part defense of the game plan worked they wanted them to run then you know they they successfully ran that. defense was 100 percent of your problems offense you know outs i think the the pick changed things but i thought mac jones was the least of your problems it all came down to fucking the patriots defense and what a failure it was nice segue bill um would you say that you were encouraged by the patriots offense this year or yes it well let me give you two words and which one do you lean more towards encouraged or frustrated encouraged frustrated as hold on Bill. one second encourage ray means happy and excited move you know about it frustrated means like oh man oh i i had smiles on my face so i'll go encouraged okay smiley emoji for ray good um six best uh sixth in the league in points uh where the patriots offense give you some more uh, advanced analytics bill try and keep it in your pants uh, in DVOA, which is the advanced analytics the NFL is using now, so we're, the nerds are everywhere. They finished uh, ninth in passing and seventh in rushing. So, uh, with all that said, you're basically a top ten offense in the league with a rookie quarterback. Let me give you max stats while I'm at it: uh, 3,800 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 68 percent. We're gonna round up there: 68 percent completion percentage, 7.3 yards per attempt. Remember that one? People were all fucking had their panties in a bunch that he wasn't getting enough yards per attempt. 7.3 is about average. Uh, pro football focus had him as the 12th best quarterback in the league and his QBR had him as the 16th best quarterback in the league. So for a rookie, you had the, uh, middle of the pact, which is pretty good for a rookie. And as an offense, you were top 10, which is a little skewed because you had some big performances in Jacksonville and uh, against the jets and, uh, Cleveland. yeah, but Cleveland at, at that time was a good team. So I don't take that against them, but uh, I, you know, I think Ray's smiley face emoji makes my point. You were the 10th best offense in the league and heading into the bye week you were the number one seed. The offense pretty much held its water. You know, they, um, they put up 
mid 20 points for the most part. I think they were held to 17 against the Bills or 16 against the first Bills game. Don't forget, even losing to Indy, you were still the number one seed for another week. And then again, you pissed it away later on in the season, too. Yeah, you had the division in hand and you lost it at home to the Bills. You got absolutely demolished in that same defensive scheme that we just talked about. Uh, but anyway, your final thoughts on the offense uh, this season and, uh, you know, encouragement moving forward. Bill, go ahead encouraging i think you got something in hunter henry i expect him another year in the offense we have heard it's been a, a bitch to learn this offense especially with wide receivers skill position players I, i'm hoping johnny smith takes it done they're jumping another year mac jones you know you need another year to jump that's the big thing so if he can take that jump maybe put a little more muscle on him get a little uh more more strength in that arm but i mean he's a baller He's tough, tough quarterback. He he took his hits. He took his licks. He sounds like he was playing hurt. So, I mean, I'm encouraged by the offense, at least. I think as long as McDaniels is here working with the quarterback, I think having a young quarterback is a pretty good standing with this team right now. McDaniels is a good point, which we I don't think we talked about on uh, the Sunday show. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going anywhere. It uh, mm-hmm. looks like he's going to stick around. He's getting paid a bunch. Um, and I don't, I don't know what his standing is across the league. I mean, he failed in Denver and he boned the Colts. I think that he's got a little bit of a black mark on him. And obviously, as we know, Belichick's coaching tree doesn't have the best uh, you know, record, although Flores and, and Billy O'Brien have done their part to kind of make that a little bit better. Um, but I agree with you. If, you know, my point here is Mac Jones was a fifth, was the top 15 quarterback as a rookie. I think that year two jump should, you know, realistically put him in a top 10. If you get a top 10 quarterback as a second year in the league, then you're in business and you got two of the best coaches. Do you have to offer and talent mostly surrounding you? I think you're in, it's an encouraging sign moving forward. Yep. I think you're pointing in the right direction. Um, speaking of that, where do you want to go uh, from here? Where, where do you want to focus on Raymond in the off season? Quarterback. I think we need – it's a pass-catching league, like I've always said. We need to sure up. We need depth at that position. Uh, with What's happening with J.C. Jackson? Are we going to give him a franchise deal? We don't know what's going to happen with him. He is our number one cornerback right now. But we need to get better at that position. We've been getting killed by <clears throat> Stephon Diggs, uh, McKenzie, who is a third wide receiver over there in uh, Buffalo, and uh, Gabriel, another guy, no-name guy. It's just after J.C. Jackson, there's really nothing left. Uh, we get Miles Bryant got beat up. Uh, Joe Juwan Williams beat up. I mean, it's just, you need to get depth. You need to get better. I feel like cornerbacks, one of those things that, you know, Belichick, like you guys have been saying, strikes out in uh, the draft. So via trade, free agency, something needs to happen that they need to address that position. I think front seven, good pass rush, rush negates uh, bad cornerbacks. I think that's why JC Jackson's going to be a most sought after player I, you, you're going to franchise him bring him back and i think you address your front seven that's your weakness linebacker especially get a pass rusher pair him with christian barmore and and uh judon and let's go that's what Belichick always hits on those front seven guys let's do it no no need for cornerback well i i am in the uh the mind of pay for your cornerbacks and draft your linebackers um, you got some young linebackers coming back. Raquan McMillan, who you picked up in a, a trade, uh, kind of an underrated fast cornerback. Uh, Cameron McGrone, who you drafted last year. Josh Uche has been in the system now a couple of years. You've got some young guys um, in the system already. I say go out first or second round and, and bring in, you know, another stud linebacker. You go back to that draft, was it 2010, uh, Hightower and Chandler Jones? You know, really changed the 
trajectory of that defense after a number of years of being lackluster, that's kind of what you need to see in this draft. Uh, and I agree with Bill just because of Belichick's track record in that front seven versus his cornerbacks. He sucks drafting cornerbacks. Fucking sucks at it. Unless they're yeah. undrafted, they usually don't pan out here or their name's Asante Samuel. Other than that, he sucks at it. But that mm-hmm. front seven, the closer you get to the ball, he's pretty good, especially at linebackers. You know, we can go down the list of guys he's drafted there. So I think that's a good area to concern. I'll go to coaching. I, I you know, listen to the Sunday show. I was all over it. I think that's the biggest reason you you fell apart. Your your defensive staff is disconnected or disjointed or dysfunctional. Gerard Mayo's looking like he's out the door. Stephen Belichick has the nepotism fucking shit going on. Uh, you've got guys from the past in McCourty and Hightower versus some of the new guys. It just seemed like that was a, a disjointed bunch after the uh, after the bye week. And even Belichick said it himself uh, in the presser after the game. He quote he said is this game what we are or is that just a bad night speaking about the Buffalo loss in playoffs? He said, we'll see when we start playing again next year, I guess. Belichick just sounded like a guy that knew shit was wrong and knew that he probably didn't have a chance going into the Buffalo that game. And I think that he'll be uh, as honest with himself as he can be in this offseason. And I think it starts with his coaching staff. Uh, any final thoughts on the Patriots? I know we covered it a lot in the show before, um, so we probably don't have a whole lot left to say, but any final thoughts on the Patriots season as this is the last time we'll be covering them for a little bit, Ray, I will uh, hand it over to you. Your, your final thoughts on the 2021 Patriots season. Even though we got beaten by Buffalo in the wild card round, I think it's a smiley face emoji uh, looking forward to next season. I mean, you, you, came back after a Mac, uh, Cam Newton-led season in 2020 with a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. Uh, things look good. You went 10-7. and seven. Uh, I think it was a successful season, but obviously egg in our face with the Buffalo loss. But other than that, I think it was a great season. Bill? Uh, I mean, it was a good building block considering what we had last year with Cam Newton. Do you right? think it was so a I building mean- block even from – sorry to interrupt you – even from – Call it the back end of 2019 where Brady was the Actually, most miserable you know 8-0 quarterback in the league. You know what? I live by what I uh, put on record. Season was a failure. It was a fucking embarrassment of what happened on Saturday night. The season is a failure. Belichick is trying to get fired to coach the Giants. That is my take on the season. Oh, God, yeah, night. Bill's going back to his drunken text rants for his uh, final <laughs> thoughts on the Patriots season. I'll be a little bit more centered and a little bit more uh, uh, less drunk. Uh, I, it's hard to call it a successful season because of the way you finished. It's like, um, uh, it's like the Celtics and changing the expectations. You, your expectations have to change depending on how you play throughout the season. When you go seven wins in a row and you're sitting in number one overall seed and the rest of the conference around you looks like they're in shambles. And then you fall into that shambles into those shambles. You, you know, it's a disappointing end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you have bright sides on the offensive side of the ball. Clearly, the defensive side of the ball needs to be addressed. And uh, if you can do that and bring in the right players to fill those holes, then, yeah, I think you're in a position to compete. And I think you got a Bills team, coach, ink staff, and quarterback that kind of have your number right now. So, obviously, um, you know, you got an uphill battle within your own division, which is going to make it a little bit harder. But uh, top 10 quarterback and best coach in the league, best coach in the history of the league, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, let's throw it over to headlines with the obvious one. 
Thank you, Richard. The Patriots are six days in their offseason after getting dildoed in Buffalo last Saturday night, 47-17. Then on this show, we don't live in the past. We live in the present, so no need to go in further. Uh, the Bruins and Tuka Rass forgot to show up for their game against the Hurricanes on Tuesday. They lose 7-2. Tuka was pulled after the first period. Willie O'Reed was celebrated for breaking the color barrier in the NHL. His number 22 was retired and lifted into the rafters. The Celtics completed a comeback against a pathetic Pelicans on Monday, eventually winning 104-92. Tatum led all scores with 27 points, 21 in the second half. Brad Stevens completed his first trade of the season, sending Juancho Herman Gomez out the door for two cheaper injured players in P.J. Dozier and Bobo, and currently losing to the Charlotte Hornets at halftime. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. Wow, really well done, Ray. I didn't put right. your tag. I didn't put your ending tagline in there. I apologize. <laughs> no worries. No worries. No worries. Uh, you got Juancho Hernan Gomez. You didn't stumble over that. Just, just terrific reading. Well, you know, you I for, used to look. You at, forgot one thing. Well, first of all, my Spanish is getting a little better because I used, I used to look at Miss Moyer all the time because of that mm. fine, fine ass. I never took Spanish, but I just would. Look- are you are you done? Do you want to keep story time going or? Nope. Okay, we're back from story time. Thanks for reading that, Ray. Uh, the headlines, well done, obvious one. And we were spilling Brad. tea. We were yep. spilling. That was that was tea time. Bill, Bill had a little tea time there. He was spilling tea all over us, all over our chests, uh, like That's Tuesday that I read. Uh, yes. NFL wild card rewind. That <laughs> boy, Bill, a little fist pump through the thing. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we haven't talked about the NFL, the Super Wild Card Weekend. First, let me get your opinion on the NFL's dub, their own uh, dubbing of that weekend, Super NFL Wild Card Weekend. What do you think of the name? Dumb, uh, but what do you think of the TV scheduling where love everything you, you watched, everything, everything was available? Love it. I love it. I love. I didn't the like Monday the Monday night. night. Game. I, did I love not. it. I love it. Dude, I, I don't love like the Monday football. night either. I Thank want you, Richard. Playoff football. I thought we did this. No, we do that. No, yeah. we do this. Okay. <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about. The uh, I I for some reason I couldn't get into playoff Monday night football. Maybe you know that's they're not going to do it this weekend, right? So no, no. It's Saturday Sunday. So you only have one Monday night playoff football game a year. Ah, uh, I would rather yeah. have them have an afternoon Saturday game. Yeah. Why not? Put it yeah, at three one games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Fuck yeah. What the fuck? Can I can I tell you one thing though? Without nope. the without the extra buys, now you get real shitty refs. And it was on full display this weekend. I thought that was one of the worst. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Jump jump on through. Spill jump the on tea. through to the other Spill side. Bengals the greatest queen. The, my leash. This is your show. Feel free. Skip over my life. Sorry, Whistlegate. Like I, I'm just trying. Like I don't like. You even came seven. up with a better name. Fuck you, Bill. With Whistlegate here. I mean, come on. Did you dude. come up with that or did you read that somewhere? No, that's no, the I, sound his mom's pussy makes. <laughs> hey, lame guy. I love jokes. how Ray like nods his head through his own joke. Like, yeah, I fucking <laughs> nailed that one. No, but like, dude, <laughs> the, the, the whistle blew. The whistle blew. Like it should have been a play dead, and the NFL even admitted that. And basically, these Jerome Bogar and his crew are never going to see the, the field of, on the playoffs the rest of this postseason. It was it was terrible, and I would be pissed too. And you saw the Derek Carr kind of coming back and for the life of him trying to get there just to do Derek Carr things and throw a pick and fourth down and goal with four shots at the end zone. But I mean, that's a big turning point in the game because that's a touchdown. Patriots got burned by that one year. I forget. Was it Buffalo or Houston? Houston. 
it was an inadvertent whistle and Danny Amendola ran it back like 65 yards or Jacksonville. There was the Jacksonville playoff game. Wasn't it an inadvertent whistle? There's something weird in that game too. I knew you wouldn't forget. I knew you would call it back. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. That's why uh, Belichick's been over this forever. Replay everything high in the sky. If it's, Mm -hmm. if it's wrong, fucking correct. If you're going to try and get it right, then just we're all watching TV. It shouldn't be a situation where 4 million people are watching the game. Know what the, what it what the outcome should be but because it was called a certain way in the field that's what it is not with not if you want to play the replay game if you want to eliminate replay i'm for it let's go back to the fucking refs blowing games because it's still happening so why not just continue Mm -hmm. just one way or the other just make it right if you're going to make it right but that raiders game and Derek carr coming back having four shots at the end zone to tie it and blowing it not being able to inside the 10 yard line Amazing. is so fucking Derek Carr is so Derek Carr it's ridiculous he has this the been... ta- that throw bill you texted that we were all watching that throw he made to Darren Waller the sliding Ooh. throw third and 18 or whatever it was baby fist hard just an absolute fucking dime and he has those throws throughout every game and then he has the moments where end of the game, he can't get it in the end zone with 10 yards to go and five, four fucking tries. You know why it's not the most talked about thing this weekend, though? Great segue, yeah, though. Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> uh, look at this guy going back in time. Back in time. Uh, Cowboys. His favorite movie. Wow. <laughs> Just that. Yeah. Well, if people don't know. Uh, well, first, the right did you send us that meme about the cowboys yes. playoffs i don't yes. have it i just remember the jake delome uh please hold just keep stuff. talking I'll, I'll pull it up and i'll something about the uh, ray will give us the statistics on uh the cowboys blake, playoff blake bortles has more wins than Dak Shut Prescott in the up, playoffs Phil. Yes, you're Bill, not Phil. christ god why don't you tell us about the Dak prescott Dak prescott play that you were okay with him running uh in real time yeah clearly they fucked up they i thought it was I thought it was the right play call because it gave him got him close to the end zone. I thought Dak got greedy. He should have slow uh, slid a little earlier. He he tried to get a few extra yards, but the his I think it's a lot on Dak. The, I thought the play call was right, but Dak hands the ball to the center. The center spots the ball. It has to touch an official, right? So if you hand the ball to the closest official, it taught he can he can set the ball he, where it was. The official set the ball a yard further back than where Cowboys were and they ran out of time. That's what I mean. I thought that that's all on deck. You don't you don't hand it to the first person you see. You hand it to the official. Like that's just a, a poorly coached team on a play like that. And this is a play we practice is like Rich, I know you differ. You want to throw to the end zone twice. Tony Romos kind of said the same thing. But I mean I thought the play call was not a horrible call. But I mean I thought the execution on absolutely the, on the, horrible call. So the uh I think this has been um, circulating a lot. Chris Sims has said, and a, lot, a couple other people said, basically uh, the rule around the NFL is I've seen 16 seconds. I've seen 18 seconds to run a quarterback draw, get up, spike the ball. You need about that much time left in the play clock. They, the Cowboys had 14 seconds. They ran it anyway. Mike McCarthy backed it up in his press conference like the fucking dope that he is. Here's why I disagree with it. The 49ers let you get all the way down that far in the, in the field with, out routes the whole fucking way you're telling me that you can't get another 10 yards in the same play they just gave up fucking four times in a row well and they moved, still they have moved 11 out. seconds protect, left 
Well, they also protect the sideline. So I don't understand why they weren't protected the sidelines the whole the whole drive. They they only waited until they crossed the 50 and they started getting close. It was it was a weird play call on the defense. The 49ers tried Rand, to give but, that game up multiple times, mm-hmm. including Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. G, but bad pick. I don't like I don't like the play call. And even if you're not gonna go to the sideline there, even if they take that away, you're on the 40 yard line. You have 13, you have 14 seconds. Your first play can last 13. Take a shot. The way that the games are being called now, you can get a de- defensive pass interference. You can get out of bounds. Running the ball with 14 seconds left, just so it's you have a chance risky. at a pass 10 years, 10 yards closer, 13 it's yards risky. closer. Dumb. Don't, I don't like the. I don't like the. I don't like the the call. I understand it in principle, but I, I don't like it there. And clearly, the the problem there is the Cowboys. Ray. Uh, playoff wins in the last 25 years. Jake alone, Jake DeLome five. And he retired in 2011. Trent and the, Dilfer, and the Panthers became a franchise in 1997, eight, eight, 98, six, six, 96. You're right. No, no, four, a four because they, it was 90. No, it was 90, 95. It was 98 they, nope. because the Jags and the Panthers mm-hmm. both went to the championship nope. game. Nope. nope. Jags and Patriots played in 96. 96. Because Jags upset Denver in '96 in their second season, so they came yeah. in in '96. No second no. season, '94. Feels right. Uh, Trent Dilfer five uh, playoff wins, retired in 2007. Mark, Mark Burdell, Sanchez four. Nope. Mark Sanchez four, retired in 2018. Brad Johnson four, retired in 2008. Uh, Colin Kaepernick four, retired in 2016. And the Dallas Cowboys have three in that span of 25 years. 1995 but that's a fucking incredible stat the dallas cowboys jerry jones the money that's spent the uh the money that vision they're in too the money that comes in the vision there to to be that unsuccessful is it's not talked about enough that's the that's the best way i can put it it's not talked about enough how bad the cowboys actually are Mm -hmm. agree yeah terribly coached they're poorly i I, mike mccarthy's a boob should he be out you think he should be out after missing the playoffs last year, and then this? Fuck yeah, fuck yeah! yeah. Not enough teams do this. I think he, don't get I out think of he will, but he won't. Jerry Jones is is famous for this. How remember long the slumber did Jason party they Garrett did? have his fucking job? Yep. Remember, remember the slumber party he had for when he got signed? And Mike McCarthy stayed at fucking Jerry Jones' house. <laughs> Johnny Walker. Get yeah. rid of that guy, uh, Brian Dayball. That guy's on. That guy's. Do, there's a number of guys. I take Brian Flores over fucking Mike. Eric the enemy. Miami. The enemy deserves a job. There are a number of guys that deserve a job more than Mike McCarthy. That guy is an, a walking fucking tit, Bill. Um, I'd get rid of him, and Jerry Jones won't. He's famous for keeping coaches way too long. The only guy that he's had that was worth his salt was Parcells in the past 20 years, and he was at the end of his rope, and Tony Romo ruined that for him. So mm-hmm. they're fucking doomed. With the Jerry Jones still there, I think they're doomed. It all starts from the top, as weird as, as it is. Um, Brady keeps winning. Absolutely Fuck. fucking destroyed the Eagles. Yep, typical. Fucking hate it. Uh, and let me ask you this. Bigger fraud in the NFL this year. Bills, Loser City, Arizona Cardinals, or our own New England Patriots. Uh, we once said that he was going to be a future MVP of this league in Kyler Murray. I think you uh-huh. said that, Bill. Nay, Ray, nay. I think you said that. Nay, nay. I take it back. I take it back. He ain't. That guy's a fraud. That whole fucking team's a fraud. At at some point, like if he see, keeps going like this, do you do you think about the baseball in the back of his mind? Uh, I don't know. It, What's that? Who, dra- who drafted him? Oakland A's. I just, rem- I just remember his interview with. I don't know if it was Rich Eisen or Dan Patrick, but he 
looked and sounded like the dumbest fucking human being on the planet. Like, and it, it's, wait, that's probably too strong. Yeah, that's probably too mean wow. and too strong because he was getting just asked about football or baseball, football or baseball. He couldn't talk about it because of agents and legal shit. So it's probably too hard on him. But I, he, I don't know if he has the acumen to do it. He's uber talented. Obviously, Hopkins going down really hurt them. I don't think Cliff Klingsbury is doing them doing the Arizona Cardinals any fucking favors. But clearly, the way they started and how they were talked about compared to how they finished, you have to put them as bigger frauds than the Patriots, even though the Patriots turned out to be kind of frauds themselves. Well, we yeah. said they were the best team. I apologize for I mean, saying Kyler Murray is the dumbest person alive. Ray, I give that title back to you. Thank you. Bottom of the total pull of dumb. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good job. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll uh, finish up with some Bruins, Celtics talk, and uh, a question mark, simplest mind of the week. We'll try and come up with that on the break. Oh, I got one. Ray? He's asking you if it's me, Bill. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking shocker. Be right back. <laughs> Who is it? Bruce Arians. For what? Oh, for Punching the player? The guy. Just got to find 50 Gs, bro. He's the only one. Boom. There it is. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, all right. Oh, wait. Should we? Where does it kick in on our show? Can I ask you a question? Skyrockets Rockets in flight. In Afternoon light. Whoop. Afternoon light. Can I ask you a question, Rich, real quick before we get? Ray, I need uh, Bill. I need you on the baseline on that. By the way, moving forward. Afternoon daylight. That's not base. That's right? alto. Uh, when you wow. see when you see Bill's face for the first time after a long week, did you get James Taylor? Every time I see your smiling face, <laughs> I have to ask myself because I love you. Yes, I do. No. Nope. Just put a hole in my table. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Willie O'Ree and uh, the Jack dist- off. Nice. Him distracting uh, mm-hmm. Tuka Rask to the tune of five goals in the first period. Is that uh, racist? One off. I look, it was a big, uh, big moment for the NHL and the Bruins. Willie O'Ree broke the color barrier. Uh, it actually, in all seriousness, uh, it took a really long fucking time for the Bruins to recognize this poor guy. Like, I think he's dead too. No, he, he's, no, dead he's too. there. He was on a Zoom call when they retired oh, his number. He is still alive. Oh, yeah, he's shit, still alive. And if you go look at what he's done in his life, just in general, like, <laughs> oh, it was Manu Bull that died of AIDS, not Willie O'Ree. Damn it! I don't. I'm gonna have to look that up now. I don't think he died of AIDS, and I don't think we could say that if he did. I th- I just say Willie O'Ree, like he, uh, his life is just an ongoing charitable, like groundbreaking life. Like we don't we should all just bow down and thank him for being alive. But, and the Bruins just took about 30 years too long to recognize that. Uh, but they did uh, the other night. And in that wake of celebration, clearly Tukarask was blinded. And so was the, the, the Bruins defense and a clear, apparently everybody else, because they got four checked into a fucking oblivion and Tukarask uh, was playing blindfolded. Bill, uh, get your composure and talk to me about the Bruins and the Hurricanes. Do they just match up poorly against this team? Because they've had this num- their number. Um, yeah, K- Car- Carolina is probably one of the best teams in the East right now, maybe outside of Toronto. I mean, they're playing great and Tukarask sucks. This is the second game. This is playing a real team, team not Philadelphia. This is a, one of the better teams in the league and he got spanked. 
the missing Riley on the you know he with on the COVID list. No excuse. This team is uh, uh, get too good. Kidney team, failure, you. you fuck. He died of Manupol. By the way, uh, is also another wonderful charitable human. Donated all of his money related to AIDS. All of his money uh, donated to uh, to oh, Africa, man. and and we're in his home country and home continent. And he died Sudan. of kidney failure in 2010. Uh, Manupol is a is a hero. What's so Stevens Johnson syndrome, uh, HIV. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. It's kidney failure. Um, so there you go. And the Bruins apparently died of it too against the Hurricanes. You know what? They're not worth talking about, and Bill is not worth uh, letting him letting him talk about them either. So let us do this let's talk about the celtics right let's switch over let's switch gears a little bit the celtics make a trade uh i woke up this morning to another uh, dumb text message what a stupid trade by the celtics uh they drafted they traded for two guys that can't play i've i don't know if you looked into it any further raymond or if you just saw yeah when you guys said, belittled me well it's what money. do you, it's you all a money deal we do a fucking sports show and you know what are you a hot take this is why you're the bottom of the totem pole of dumb you just look at the no, surface and so you don't look beyond the it. The dumbest guy you know. That's why I'm the bottom of the toe pole. <laughs> don't worry about Ray. He's dumb as shit. Don't worry about what he says. <laughs> See? Remember we had this conversation earlier? I could get away with murder. Ah, don't worry about him. He's dumb. What do you say? What's that now? He killed a guy. Nah, don't worry about Ray. He's stupid <laughs> as shit. <laughs> Your thoughts on the trade. The trade was a uh, basically a salary dump at this point, sending Hernan Gomez. I love it. It's a salary dump. You send Herman Gomez, who wasn't playing, and then you get Bobo, who's not going to play, and uh, fucking Durant, Dozier, who's not playing the rest of the season. So, yeah, I love it. It's opening up things for a big trade down the line. So, great on Brad. Here we go. The ball is rolling in Brad's court. Let's see what he does with this now. My question, uh, maybe Bill knows this uh, as, as the uh, rain man. Do these guys take up roster spots, specifically PJ Dozier, who's an ACL uh, blown and can't play for the rest of the year? I think so, but I think he might have an injury exception, so you can kind of replace him. But I'm not 100 percent sure because the NBA is dead to me. Fair enough. Uh, Bull Bull is uh, does not have AIDS. Seven feet tall is out for eight to twelve weeks with a foot injury. No, and... he had surgery. He has surgery on his foot. Yeah, first surgery. Surgery. Sorry. Blood transfusion. Uh, and um, he uh, is an uh, interested. I don't know. Fuck it. This has been the simplest <laughs> mind of the week is uh, Bill for thinking that AIDS is as funny as it is. This has been the Simple Mind Sports Show, uh, Friday Rewind, uh, January twenty first. I guess welcome back to nineteen ninety two comedy comedy show with with Billy Magic uh, HIV and uh, Magic Johnson. Uh, we'll see you on Sunday for our Patriots postmortem show. Uh, bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Did the Patriots the- die of AIDS, Bill? <laughs> yeah. Do you have to do like an AIDS donation now? Totally. Yeah, we have to fucking new bowl this shit. Uh, cool. Bill, Bill, we're going to need your microphone back. Cool. I'm going to die of AIDS. Peace, boys. <laughs> what a cut that guy. God cool. damn it. This is also the other the other thing that might happen on a one once a week recording. 
old Billy Trash Gang finds himself back in the game. He just comes out from the shrubs and says, hello. <laughs> Remember me, boys? Like, hello. <laughs> Can I borrow a cigarette? Yeah. Uh, that sounded oh, like uh, Hafford. Hafford's mom. <laughs> the fuck was her name? Imagine Lee, Mona. Mona. Fucking Mona. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fucking beeps. Imagine if Bill had to get the uh, the tube in his throat. <laughs> Imagine or when? I, hopefully, we're still doing the show. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that the Patriots will do good tomorrow. His lips aren't moving. Bill, what was that? I can't understand you. <laughs>